Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Do you regularly get scared or anxious or nervous? Do you wish that you could be calm and comfortable in the face of scary situations? Welcome to Engineer Soft Skills. My name is Dylan, and on this episode, I want to talk about ways to eliminate this nervousness. And when I say eliminate, I don't necessarily mean eliminate forever. I don't mean that you're never going to feel nervousness again. In fact, you are going to. That's going to be a part of your life, and it is for every human being on the face of the earth. And that's not something that we want to avoid. When we step into bigger challenges, things that are new for us, things that are pushing our comfort zone, nervousness is just part of the game. And we don't want to shy away from it. We don't want to live lives of comfort because essentially what that's saying is if I don't want to experience any nervousness, I also don't want to experience any excitement. I don't want to experience anything that pushes my comfort zone. I don't want to experience new things that stretch me. So what are we really talking about then? We are talking about ways of, when it comes to things that you currently feel nervous about, ways that you can make yourself feel better and better and better going into those particular situations. And I will say one of the best things that you can do for this really maybe the best thing you can do with this is to pick something that you're nervous about and then just do it again and again and again and again. And we'll get to that in this episode. We'll get to that and why that's important. And what I think is also incredibly valuable is that there are tools that you can use in your own life to start feeling less and less nervous around something before you face it. So you can prepare just in the, in the, comfort and safety of your own home. Obviously, it's it's not unsafe when you actually go out and take the action, but it can feel like it will be. But in the safety of your own home, you can prepare for this event that is making you nervous, this this situation or this circumstance that's making you nervous. And then when you go and actually face that thing in the real world, you are going to be so much more prepared, you're going to feel so much less nervous. And you're likely going to perform a whole lot better because you've done this mental and psychological and emotional preparation for that event. And I find this stuff so awesome. I became incredibly interested in personal growth and particularly psychology and confidence and just different tools that you can use to, to work on your psychology such that you can show up to these situations with more boldness, with less with less fear, feeling, feeling less scared. And even when you do feel fear, even when you do feel scared, you can go and crush it. You can go and take these actions because that's such a valuable life skill. Now, I, you may realize this, I am just an engineer. I'm not, by, by formal training, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist. I have studied a lot of coaching, a lot of personal growth work. I've read a ton of books, hundreds, in fact, of books on 
things like this, on personal growth, on how to revise your psychology, on how to upgrade how you feel. And I am taking away some of the stuff that I've found to be the most practical, the most useful stuff that you can put into place in your own life. So this is not intended to be any sort of replacement for something like cognitive behavioral therapy, which um, I am drawing on in some situations. I'm not intending to showcase myself as an expert in that, and I have learned a lot about those things. I've taken what I find to be useful that you can use for yourself in your own life, and that is what I'm going to be talking about today in this episode. So, all right, let's... One thing that I want to talk about is thinking about this like an engineer. Break this stuff down like an engineering problem because to some degree that can be a really, really helpful way to look at quote-unquote problems of fear, nervousness, um, negative emotions to say, okay, here's a problem that I'm facing. How do I solve it? And the solution does not come through engineering analysis tools. The solution more so comes through psychological tools, the things I'm going to be discussing in this episode. But thinking of these problems like an engineer and saying, I'm going to dive into this problem and solve it is a really useful way to approach this. So when it comes to something that you're scared about, and think of something, in fact, right now, because that will be useful as we dive in. What are the reasons that you're afraid of this thing? When you find yourself getting nervous, why? And I find it's really helpful to grab a journal when you're thinking about something like this and think of the situation that generally makes you nervous or anxious. What part of it makes you nervous or anxious? What specifically about it makes you nervous or anxious? Thinking of an, an example in my life might be public speaking. So what part of it makes me nervous or anxious? Because it, it can be common for me to say, oh, just, you know, the public speaking. That's what makes me nervous, the, just getting on stage and speaking in front of people. Really? Is that the case? Would it not be the case if I were speaking in front of just a, a bunch of my good friends? Well, when I think about that, I probably would feel a bit less nervous. So it's not speaking in front of a bunch of people. What comes up for me is that I would feel nervous or anxious about maybe saying something wrong, about stumbling on my words. I, I used to get super nervous about that, and I felt like I had to say things perfectly, and I had to have the perfect things to say. I felt like so afraid that my mind would go blank, and that would be such a major problem. And because I had all these fears, that was blocking me from actually just showing up and speaking comfortably and fluidly. And when those fears are in the way, it, it locks up our brain and we're able to access less of our brain power. Whereas if we're just energized and we feel good and we're excited and our psychology is such that I'm just, I'm ready to take this on. We're actually able to access a lot more of our brain where even though we're not, we don't have that same nervous energy where it feels so damn important, we still have... A, a stronger capacity to tap into our actual intellectual resources. And so we perform better on, on that stage. So let's dive in further. What are your beliefs around that thing? So for public speaking, do you believe that 
public speaking is inherently dangerous or inherently scary? Do you believe that only extremely highly confident people are those who can be speaking on stage? And that do you believe that you are not one of those extremely confident people? Do you believe that people in the, in the stage, or people in the audience rather, are going to be judging what you say? Do you believe that they're up there just waiting until you slip up and they're saying, ha, I knew it, that guy's an idiot? Or do you believe that they're on your side? That they approve of you, that they approve of what you're doing, and they're just they're wanting you to succeed. And if you do slip up on your words, or if you do make a mistake, or if you do maybe trip and fall, they're just going to be like, "Oh man, <laughs> that was that was a funny part of the presentation." But I, I love you, and and that was awesome, and that was that was so um, entertaining for you, and I felt for you when you did that. So, what are your beliefs around the thing? What is your self talk like during the event? Are you entirely in your head? Are you constantly running through thoughts? Are you thinking about these worst-case scenario potential options? Are you criticizing yourself? Are you saying, I suck. I don't, I'm not good enough at this. I am not smart enough. I'm not good-looking enough. I'm not cool enough. I'm not confident enough. What does that self-talk look like? What are you afraid of happening? What are the worst-case scenarios that you feel might be affecting you? For me, when it comes to public speaking, I, a worst-case scenario might look like, if, it, if it's something important, like, for instance, if I were speaking up for something for my business, for engineer soft skills, people might think, that guy sucks. I'm never going to invest in his coaching. I'm never going to listen to anything he says again. I'm never going to buy from him. I'm never going to have any sort of respect for what he has to say. And that would feel really intense for me. And another thing to consider as you're thinking about this stuff, as you're journaling, is what past experiences have you had that were painful that might affect how you're showing up in this current one? And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that you need to absolutely remember every painful past experience that might have any relevance to the current one. I just think it can be very useful to figure out what some past experiences were and to link those in your head. Oh, okay, I'm not actually that afraid or there's not actually danger in the moment of this particular thing. What's happening instead is that my five-year-old brain, when I was five years old, I had this intense experience where in first grade I spoke up and I said something and the teacher thought it was ridiculous and all the kids laughed at me and I actually got uh, slightly punished for it and now in my adult 27 year old brain that is linked still to massive pain and massive fear and massive anxiety and just recognizing that linkage and being able to sort of re-experience that pain that you felt in the past and just let go of it can be a really powerful way to move forward without holding on to those those past fears and anxieties. So the more awareness that you have around all of this, all this stuff that's going through your head, this is all part of your psychology. 
And you can get more and more skilled at working with these parts of your psychology and at leveling up because you have worked through each of these things. Again, I kind of view this like an engineering problem. I want to find out what I want to figure out everything about my psychology and dive into the areas that I know I'm holding myself back because my psychology is not in an optimal place. You can compare one exercise that I find helpful is take your psychology. So for me around public speaking, and I'm thinking largely of the way I thought of it in the past. I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it in the present, but I'm trying to think use an example of how scary it might have been for me in the past. And when I think of how negative my psychology was, I compare that to somebody who probably has a fantastic psychology around public speaking. I think of great public speakers. You might think of, for me, I think of Tony Robbins. I think of my mentor, Aziz Gazapura, who's done tons of public speaking um, or any stand-up comedian. And what are their thoughts around public speaking? What are their beliefs? What is their identity? Are they thinking, man, I'm going to suck up here. This is going to be horrible. I hate public speaking. Everyone's probably going to hate me. Or are they thinking, man, I'm excited to have another opportunity on stage to to spread my message and to share positivity and to to inspire others and to hopefully change their lives in a positive way. And is their identity that I'm not a very good public speaker, I suck at this, I'm, I'm no good. Or is their identity, I crush this, I am a, an amazing public speaker. I can and I will and I have inspired tons of people on stage through my speaking abilities. So compare your negative psychology or even your decent or okay psychology to what what is the psychology I would like to take on one thing I heard recently it was actually a guy Jocko Willink who is a high-level Navy SEAL and he was talking about how he used to think that psychologists or therapists were it was kind of for for people who are weak it was kind of you sit on a couch and you just talk about your problems and maybe you feel a little bit better because you got it out of you, but that's weak and you need to be tough and you need to just tough your way through it. Be a man, right? <laughs> we often have that sort of those toxic beliefs around masculinity that we need to just power through and be tough and never express or share or feel our emotions. And in my head, that's not what toughness actually is. Being able to go into those emotions and feel them and express them and dig into them is actually really, first of all, just it can be very challenging and it is an expression of confidence and it is it can bring a more powerful version of you and a masculine version of you out. And that's for my men out there. For those of you ladies listening, I what I have to say is is still pertains to you. So <laughs> Jocko Willink was talking about this this view he had on therapy and psychology and how it's weak. And he talked about how he met Jordan Peterson, who's a psychologist, and he's written a great book called The 12 Rules of Life, and he's become a fantastic speaker in his own right. Um, and when he was talking to Jordan, he started realizing, oh, okay, psychologists, they're not actually, 
they're not actually just there to help you. Oh, let's talk about your feelings. No, they are. They're like a mechanic. If you need your car fixed, you go to a mechanic. And a psychologist or a therapist is just someone who's very skilled at going into your brain, going into your psychology, and piece by piece exploring it, figuring out what where it's suboptimal, and then finding ways to enhance it, finding ways to fix it, finding ways to make it better and better and better. So start thinking of yourself as a mechanic or as a psychologist or a therapist in this case, and just go in on that psychology. Figure out what's there, figure out where could it be better, and start instituting ways to make it better. And so to this point, a lot of the stuff that I've brought up has been largely mental, has been, let's look at your thoughts, let's look at what's going on in your head. I want to talk a bit about the emotional side of things. So psychology is two-sided. It is mental and it's emotional. And the emotional stuff can be controlling us way, way more than the mental stuff. We don't think of this as very heady people. As engineers, we think, no, I'm always just using my brain, and yeah, you know, I know there are emotions in there, but I'm, I'm mostly controlled by what's going on with my thoughts. This is actually not the case. You are very much, in many ways, run by your emotional, your emotional brain. You're run by the, the feelings that you have and how you feel about particular things. And a way to address this, a way to address the feelings, is rather than thinking about them, rather than breaking them down and asking why are they there and how do I fix them, it's simply to feel them. It is simply to not run from them. So it can be really helpful to do this exercise, which is called the peace process. It can be really helpful to think about a situation that, again, makes you nervous or anxious or even sad or guilty and to bring that thing up in your head to experience it as vividly as you possibly can and then to just feel it whatever comes up and you should have the mindset of I want as much intense feeling to come up as possible whatever comes up feel it be with it allow it to be there and in doing so you realize that Feelings will eventually subside, but what you resist persists. So if you're going to feel anxiety, but you're going to resist it, you're going to say, no, I want to distract myself with my phone or the TV or a sugary you know, ice cream or a sugary drink, that you're, ne- you're going to struggle to really resolve that anxiety or that nervousness or whatever you're feeling. Whereas if you just sit with it, if you say, oh man, I'm feeling some anxiety here, let me just, let me allow that to be there. Let me, let me go into the the most uncomfortable part of that feeling and, and deeply feel those uncomfortable sensations that are there with you. That is a really powerful way to deal with it. And you'll realize, generally speaking, what happens is as you start to go into the feeling and feel it, it will rise a bit you'll feel it a bit more intensely because you're focusing on it so much. And then, as you sit with it, and this can take a varying amount of time, often I find it's just in a few minutes, but sometimes it wants to last a while, and sometimes I don't resolve it in one sitting, and that's okay too. 
it's like a wave. It rises up, it gets more intense, and then it sort of runs its course. It moves through our body. It has been felt intensely by you, and and it's it's ready to leave. And paradoxically, just saying, I surrender to this. I, I fully allow it to be here, and not doing so with the intention of getting rid of it, although often it, it will be let go of, but doing it with the intention, I just want to feel this thing. I want to, this is a part of me, and I want to accept it and fully allow it to be here. That is a powerful way to to handle your emotions, to to be able to move through them more and more rapidly and with more presence and with more effectiveness. And we talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Take action. Make a list of the things that scare you right now. And it can be helpful to sort of label each thing on the list of things that scare you with a ranking. Is this Does this scare me at a 2 out of 10? Or is it a 10 out of 10, the most scary it can possibly be? Rank these things. And then say, okay, I'm going to attack these things. I'm going to do them again and again and again and again and again until they don't scare me. One great thing that I did, I was super into personal development. I was working on my confidence, working on my social skills, working on my presentation skills. And yet I was really, really scared of making videos. I knew it was something that I wanted to do. I had done a lot of this mental exercising, some of this um, peace processing, some of the emotional processing, and yet I still just resisted creating videos. I still resisted putting things out there where people in my life could see videos of me talking about this stuff that I'm so interested in and so passionate about. And so I was actually challenged to do this rather than... um, it, it, I think it kind of took that that kick in the butt in order to get started, but there are other examples where I've just done it on my own. I said, okay, rather than just dabble in this thing and thinking about it and processing my emotions about it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I was challenged to do one video every day for 100 straight days. And I was doing it. I did it. First day was incredibly scary. I remember I couldn't sleep after I put it out, even though all the comments coming in were, were genu- generally speaking, or actually all positive. I was still just scared out of my mind. I was sitting in my bed and I was just, my heart was beating out of my chest and I was struggling to sleep. And then I just did it again and again and again and again and again. And actually fairly quickly, I would say by like day three, I was just like, okay, I got this. And then I think there was a little bit after maybe day eight or so, I was anxious again, but I just, I worked through it. I just, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm going to do it again and again and again and again and again. And after doing enough of them, I didn't actually make it to a hundred. I'm sorry to say, but I got myself to a point where I was like, okay, I, I just feel I feel ready to make these. I feel all of that anxiety and fear I had around making these things. I've worked through so much of that because of my ability to just do it. And that's something that I have found to again and again be a, I'm always glad I did it. 
even if it's something, even if videos was an example that I want to, that I've been doing and I want to continually do for the rest of my life, even if the action is something that I'm not necessarily that interested in for my life, it's still a valuable exercise to say, okay, I'm scared of this thing. Okay, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel the experience that comes up. I'm going to be with it and I'm going to train my nervous system, train my psychology, train my emotions, train my mind to understand that I will be okay. This is not a threat to my survival, which is often what our programming can can be programmed to make us think. We think that things are threats to our survival that are really nowhere near that. They're just social or emotional risks. So what can you start doing today? What, what actions from the, that list of fears that you have can you start putting into place and start doing so that you are working on moving through the, these fears that you have in your life? It is a powerful thing to do. It is courageous. And I know you are a brave person if you're on the other end of, and you've made it through 25 minutes of this episode. You are awesome. And you are someone who does have the power to take on each and every one of the things that you are afraid of. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You're an awesome person. And I appreciate and respect you for making it this far. As you think about this episode, what is one action that you can take away? And I'll give you an option. I'll give you a menu. You can journal about a particular thing that scares you. You can journal about what you feel about that thing, why you might feel that way. You can journal about related childhood traumas that you might have that would be related. You can relate, you can uh, journal about your beliefs around that thing or your identity or your self-talk. So that's one option. Or try the peace process, and that would be thinking about one of these things that makes you nervous or anxious, letting the feelings that are associated with that thing come up, and feeling them deeply and intensely and letting them move through you. And finally, the third option would be to just take action. Find that thing that you're afraid of. Make that list of things that you're afraid of and start just knocking them out. This is the way that we powerfully take control of the reins of life and start doing the things that we know we should be doing or we know we want to be doing, but there's emotion in the way, there's fear in the way, there's anxiety in the way. That is not something that needs to be something that stops us. Again, you're awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode and take action. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.